Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, September 19th edition, post-Monday Night Raw, brought to you by DraftBeast.com and on it. Guys, go to DraftBeast.com for the most fun fantasy football experience, most fun fantasy sports experience that you will ever have. Uh, you can go there and play their goon games that I speak so highly of, where you pick the most penalized players. You can uh, play traditional daily, daily uh, fantasy sports. Also, games where you pick the worst possible team. Also go to Onnit uh, or support us via Onnit rather. You can go to our podcast page, fightful.com slash podcast, soon to be revamped with a full schedule of our shows. Open up any of those podcasts and you'll see that big blue Onnit link and you can check out their equipment, their apparel, their supplies, anything from Onnit that you get through that link really helps us out. We had Monday Night Raw tonight, the go-home show for Clash of Champions. I am joined by Alex Palowski, who covered the show. Alex, how are you? Um, not great after that raw. That was hard to get through. Yeah, I, at like nine fifteen, I was like, "Well, I need to set up the podcast post because I thought it was ten something. It was not. Nope. It was a very long first hour." We're also joined by Crazy K, giving him a, a shot here on the Fightful.com podcast. You may have seen him on any number of television shows that, that I came to realize. Uh, Crazy K, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks, guys, for welcoming me for today's show. Crazy K is in the actual dungeon. That's right. The dungeon uh, of, of Brett the Hitman Hart and Stu Hart. That's right. That's right. That's right. This is exactly where he trained and got stretched out. Jericho was laid out over there one time. Benoit was over there. Oh, I can't even say his name. That's right. Um, that wrestler. I know one thing. If I ever get into the kidnapping business, I know right where I'm going. I'm going to where you're broadcasting this podcast from. <laughs> That's right. Really dark, really dingy. A lot of dripping either, water. Either way. <laughs> either way, glad to have you on the show. Uh, look forward to, to your insight on tonight's uh, show. We, we got... 
a guy who's involved in wrestling and myself. We've got a guy who's involved in theater and Alex and a guy who's been on, on numerous TV shows in Crazy K. So excited for this. And uh, guys, as always, our hosts, except for me, because you can't get rid of me. I set up the thing. So yeah, you can't get rid of me, guys. But these two guys, yeah. these two, you never know. They might be on the chopping block Yamaguchi-san style. <laughs> or I guess that would be Val Venus style. We're not going to go that far. Nope. But this episode of Raw, oh boy, <sighs> I'll say this, at least guys, if you all want to, you can go to Fightful.com and read Alex's report on it because it's a lot better than the actual show. <laughs> Even if the show sucks, Alex does something entertaining for it. Yeah, the, the bar tonight was not very difficult to clear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that, that was not a good show. <laughs> We had Stephanie McMahon and, and Mick Foley out, and Roman Reigns is with them, and he's he's sad. He's upset. He's he's not happy about last week. What eventually happens is he's granted a match at Clash of Champions with Rusev for the United States Championship and a cage match tonight with Kevin Owens. Uh, also, Seth Rollins will have to face Rusev up next. Are they planting – What's up with Seth Rollins? Is he a babyface? Is he going towards a babyface, Alex? What What do you see? What's going on with Seth Rollins? Well, it seems to me that they're trying to do a slow build to it. But if so, they're botching it horribly because there are so many telltale signs of his turn happening. Uh, they're, they're not going all the way through with it. Like him being emasculated by Stephanie McMahon later. That's a confirmed baby face turn. Uh, him, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get hey, to Hold it. on now. Hold on now. Stephanie McMahon does not discriminate. That's true. Faces, heels, who she emasculates. That's true. It's pretty uh, much even comedian, John Stewart. <laughs> like, <laughs> me, picking on, yeah. me picking on Kay about his, his background, that was a direct order from Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I had to do it. She <laughs> demanded it. Yeah. Kelvin, what do you make, or Kay, what do you make of the Stephanie McMahon dressing everybody down every week, every week? It's tired. It's tired. We've seen it done over and over. Nothing's new about it. I was expecting the slap. I was like, here we go. She's going to slap Seth. It's going to happen. But I was surprised it didn't happen this time. Yeah, we were slapless tonight, but, but almost. Either way, Seth Rollins versus Rusev. This ended in a double countout. In my opinion, Kay, this was the right move to make because you got these two guys going into big matches at Clash of Champions. I don't know if you want to beat either one of these guys. Alex, what did you think? Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Double countout is a, is a good way to go. Uh, I felt that uh, the match then was pointless. It was entirely pointless from the very beginning. Uh, Mick says, I'm going to punish you, Seth, for running in and causing a commotion last week. I'm going to punish you by having you go against the same guy who did the same thing last week in a match that's not for the title, so it doesn't matter. Like, why wouldn't both guys just go, you know what, see ya. We both got matches in six days. Let's not hurt ourselves. Like, there's, there's no, there's no, nothing happened. It's just, it's just there. And that kind of happened for the, the entire night. There was a lot of stuff. We had a cage match with zero stakes because it's the new era, I guess. Yeah, that, that's another thing I'll bring up later is how little of this show 
made sense from a booking perspective. Like, why would – I'll put it this way. And maybe, Kelvin, maybe you could dream up something here. Why in the hell would Kevin Owens even compete in this match in the main event? Why wouldn't he sit down cross-legged in the middle of the ring and say, go ahead, Roman, leave? What does he lose by losing? Yeah, it's a non-title match. There's no stakes. I didn't didn't even see a point of having the referee in the cage. It's a cage match. But thank goodness they didn't botch that ending where uh, somebody got double counted or something because we've seen that before. But even before, let's let's even go back to last week's opening opening raw, where the full, the whole thing was a divas segment, which is garbage. At least this week, it was like, okay, we have something. It's a it's the first thirty minutes was not bad, but it's still it was just better than last week. That doesn't take a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have this Dana Brooke Charlotte McFoley situation, yeah. and this just boggled my mind. This whole thing. Last week there was the double pin, Sasha Banks and Bailey. But Bailey didn't actually pin anybody. It was very much a Shawn Michaels Triple H situation from the last Raw of 2003 or whatever it was, where Shawn Michaels was pinned, but not by Triple H. He pinned himself. This was a this was a situation with Sasha Banks and Bailey last week. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. There's a third person in this match who didn't get pinned. Meanwhile, Bailey and Sasha Banks did get pinned. So the one person who did not lose the match, the one person who didn't get pinned is not in the title match. Now I heard people say, Sean Bailey beat Charlotte. I don't give a damn if she beat Charlotte. I don't give a damn if she dug Moolah up and beat her. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. That was not a number one contender match. Last week's match was the number one contender match. And you know what? I'm thrilled that I don't have to watch Dana Brooke in a title match, but she didn't lose the match. She was the only person who didn't lose the match. Bailey didn't pin anybody. Not a single person. Sasha Banks pinned somebody. I don't know. I didn't get this. Kay, does this make any sense to you? What's going on? I think anything with divas is not supposed to make sense at all. Hey, they're not divas. They're not divas anymore. <laughs> right. right, right. Uh, the women's division or whatever. So last week, we, we the last thing we saw was Dana Brooke smack charlotte and then this week we're just like uh let's forget about that part today she's she gets pushed down by charlotte and nothing happens are they trying to push some sort of breakup separation or are they trying to forget about last week why isn't why does nothing make sense in this division why i don't i don't understand alex your thoughts how do you feel about the double pin situation and that i mean well you can play devil's advocate if you want i don't care well, here's the thing. Uh, when it happened, like half the internet was like, um, double pin, double pin, what's going on, double pin, and they didn't address it that night. Uh, then Bailey tweeted out like, oh, Sasha was the better woman tonight, but I'll get you later, best buddy. And we just it went away. And then I thought it was a great way to have Dana come out and say, hey, look, look, both of them are pinned, right? Mm-hmm. And And then she said, hey, how about this? How about instead of... You and me, Charlotte, getting involved tonight. How about we have Sasha and Bailey um, wrestle each other? And that's okay. That's fine. Winner, winner becomes number one contender. But they didn't do that either. Mick just said, "You know what? I'm going to just decide to put Bailey in the match too, for no apparent reason." 
I mean, I agree with everything you're saying that that Bailey didn't pin anybody either. But I personally would have liked to have seen a Sasha versus Bailey one on one for the number one contendership. If they had done that, I would have had no problem with it. But just giving the, the thing to to Bailey out of the blue seemed weird. Yeah, I didn't like that. She didn't pin anybody. She didn't pin anybody. And that, that's just weird to me. Guys, if you are watching on YouTube, people always ask us, what's the best way to watch? It always helps us more if you watch on Fightful.com. If you are on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube page and give us a thumbs up if you don't mind. We have tons of exclusive stuff that goes up on Fightful.com. Interviews with the likes of CM Punk, Chael Sun, and Daniel Cormier, Muhammad Hassan. I'm republishing uh, my Finding Muhammad Hassan article with a little bit of, of revisited uh, – basically behind the scenes type of stuff that about how that story came together. And I'm doing a follow-up very soon. So stay on the lookout for that. If you all didn't see Brandon Howard's exclusive analysis of how the first WWE brand split affected uh, pay-per-view buys, go check that out. That's highlighted on the main page. Also a little something about me and Matt Riddle correctly predicting the future. Just, just normal stuff about how we know everything and, how it goes. That's just how it is. That's what you get on the Thursday Fightful.com genius cast between myself and Matt Riddle. So we, we eventually got that tag match. Charlotte got the win. I'm glad Charlotte got the win. She got booted by Dana because you got to have the champ look strong going into that, that, that pay-per-view. I'm cool with that. A guy who's been looking very strong lately is one Braun Strowman. Kay, what's Braun Strowman do for you? <laughs> he's like super. He squashed Sin Cara like nothing. Sin Cara is pretty, pretty for you know, uh, you know, he's not bad, but he just made him look like, you know, a pancake. Um, yeah, but I mean, he, he's he's not. He's like that kind of guy you you when you hear his music come on, you're like, oh boy, I was just about to get popcorn. I'll just wait. I'll watch. I'll, I'll see what happens. It, it's it is entertainment. Um, even though it was kind of a bit slow, I, I kind of rate. I, I made my little notes. I said two out of four stars because it was still entertainment, but it wasn't fantastic. I mean, destroyed him, and I don't know, did a, a Brock a la Rey Mysterio and and and, and smash him against a post or something. Yeah, maybe, but it was good. But just it's a squash, just a full squash. I'm okay with the Braun Strowman squash squashes. It takes up a couple minutes. Yeah. But Alex, Alex, I have noticed that he's slowly but surely doing some different stuff in the ring. Yeah, no, he's this is uh, the f- uh, third different finisher that he's pulled out. This running, you know, Oklahoma slam thing that he did that was nice. Uh, directly out of um, a uh, you know springboard moonsault was he's he's showing a lot of different stuff in the ring. They just don't seem to be able to move him forward at all because. Sin Cara is the most formidable opponent he's faced, and he's at the bottom of the list of regular guys on the show who aren't just joppers. So, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, he also wrestled Sin Cara two weeks ago, and that was the count out. And then last week, he wrestled him on Superstars. So, it's just not all those things that like they figured they're just going to give us the same pairings over and over and over and over again until we just submit. Oh, I was hoping when the count-out thing happened, Alex, I was hoping he was going full berserker. That would be nice. Was just, where he just beat people by count-out. Yeah. Do you remember where he would just heave people over the top rope? Sure. With no abandon? Yeah, that's fine. 
It's like that's a, that's a way to win a match. Beat the guy Science has so yeah. much since that he's outside of the ring and can't answer the bell. That's a way to win a we, match, but you never you never see it. Science has come such a long way. We we have many more advances in in like spinal fusion and things like that since the days of the berserker. Maybe we can do that again. I would be cool if a guy just every week won by pure luck. Like one week somebody slips on a banana peel, the next week. Like, I don't know, somebody craps their pants and just accepts the pinfall. Like, whatever it takes for this person. Bo Dallas would have been perfect during his initial undefeated run. Like, he wins because somebody else gets the opposing guy DQ'd. Just anything. And then it carries all the way until they just get squashed by somebody. That's what I'd be cool with. Let's see. What what was next? Well, we've had a lot of Chris Jericho backstage. He's making a list, Kay. What do you think is on the list? <laughs> Armbar. <laughs> um, actually, I, I, this this is the second best list he has ever created. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty interesting. Um, I, I was I was just I was waiting for him to read the rest of the list. I was hoping that we'd get through it at least at least a couple holes up to a commercial where we'd be like, <laughs> "What is the, What is he saying next?" But I I, I like the interruptions. I, I like this whole. Uh, salad bowl of all these guys coming in that we just had this big super five on five match. I was all right. I was entertained with that. Yeah. This whole Chris Jericho thing, that that is what it led to. It led to a way to get new day, Anderson and Gallows, the shining stars, Enzo and Cass all on the show. We had this 10 man tag that meant a whole lot of nothing, Alex, which is what you reiterated early. Earlier, hey, it got the people on the mic that needed to be on the mic, and that's really it. Yeah, well, they they realized, well, wow, we don't have enough time to do all uh, to to touch on all the matches we're gonna throw in. Could you imagine not having enough time on a three hour show? That's apparently what happens (laughs) uh, when you have fifteen different backstage segments uh, and not a lot of wrestling. so, so when, when Jericho comes out there, he's doing, he's doing a bit that is ab- about him and Owens and, and uh, Foley. And then Enzo and Cass come out, which I'm fine with because they have a history with Jericho. But then <laughs> the Shining Stars come out because they're doing something with Enzo and Cass. And at that point, it's just like, oh, my God, let's count the interruptions. Because it was just – it was like six. I mean, it, over and over and over and over again. And I, I was done. I was done by like – the. By, at the point where the Shining Stars interrupted Enzo and Cass, I was just, I'm, I'm done. And then New Day, and then the club, and then Sami Zayn. And then what's, why not have a tag team match, Playa? Because that's what we do in these situations. It was just awful. So we have three people on this show, and usually that means it runs a little bit longer. We're already halfway through Raw. <laughs> We're already halfway through Raw. Um, we skipped some stuff, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, man, there was so much inconsequential stuff, and I hate this. I yeah. hate this. Like, you know, there, there are a few things I like more in life than disagreeing with my Friday co-host, Vince Russo. Few things, as many of you found out. Alex, do you know how many tweets I got this weekend saying, you need to respect Vince Russo. You need to respect him. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. all right, okay. I need to respect him. My boss pays him. <laughs> My boss pays him to be on the show. <laughs> is is that how they said it? You need to respect him. 
Is that is that the that's exact how voice? I imagined? That's how I imagined. I never block people. I never block people unless they attack me personally or anything like that. Because I don't care if they disagree with me about wrestling. Cool. It's subjective entertainment. People can disagree with me about wrestling all they want. But man, if somebody attacks you personally, especially because I disagreed with somebody else about wrestling, man, that's weird. I got a lot of that this weekend. Uh, and me and Vince are friends, but whew, I got a lot of it. There's a lot that I like to disagree with Vince about, but there's just so much inconsequential crap yeah. on this show. that, And it really seems like, uh, to Vince's point that he makes a lot, it seems like on nights like this, in football season, go-home shows, that they were just throwing in the towel. Monday Night yeah. Football's only throwing the towel. Now, Alex, I'll ask you this. Actually, I'll direct this one to Kay first. Tonight, they threw in the towel. Next Monday, they have Monday Night Football and a presidential debate. (laughs) That's going to be fun because you've got a guy in Donald Trump who I may not agree with politically, but he's more sports entertainment than a lot of what WWE is doing right now. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah. um, My thought – was that they just they just said well, we're not doing this anymore. We're not, not we're not we're not going to try. Uh, no one's watching, so we're going to put together the barest of minimum things that we can do. They had a couple of stuff that they, everything on this on this show either didn't matter or kept the status quo going into Clash of Champions. There was not a lot. There was nothing changed. Uh, the only thing that changed was that Mick Foley arbitrarily decided to add Bailey into that match. But that's it. Everything else, you know, we you didn't need to watch this at all. There was nothing that happened. I mean, we, we got a number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship. The match was, that match was great. But that was an hour, three, that was two hours into a three-hour show they first started that thing. I, I'm not just saying this to plug Fightful.com, the world's leader in crossover mixed martial arts, pro wrestling, and boxing coverage. But you could have went to Fightful.com and learned everything you needed to know about Raw. Nothing happened. You had some matches announced for Sunday. That's it. By the way, if you go to Fightful.com and register, absolutely free, by the way, my friends. You get access to our forums, which are being overhauled. Early access to podcasts like the ones I do with Vince Russo, Showdown Joe, Matt Riddle. You get exclusive columns from Vince Russo and Showdown Joe. You know, I should get Matt Riddle to write a column. That would be hilarious. (laughs) That would be. I'm sure that wouldn't be terrible. I should just get him to write one about British people. That's what I need to do. Okay, we had a Bo Dallas squash match. Are you buying in to Bo Dallas squashing fools? Believe in Bo. Uh, I'm liking where this is going. Because I, I, I actually I wish I actually wish at this angle of his, he, he grew facial hair instead. So, he knew he's showing he meant he meant business. He's he's changing it up. <laughs> but then I thought more about him, like, oh, he looked too much like his brother. And then people start connecting the dots. So maybe uh maybe just a mustache or something. But no, maybe no beard. But yeah, I'm like I'm liking it. Thought of that. Yeah, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I don't know if Bo can grow a beard. That's, <laughs> that's as much of a baby face as I've ever seen on a heel. But uh I, I am liking the stuff, especially when they're giving him jobbers 
who look like they're straight off of WCW Saturday night. That guy's hair was on point if it's in 1992. That was that was great. Gary Graham. Yes. Uh, uh, but but the thing that but you know, he's still wearing that social outfit. He has hair. That, he has hair that rivals that of Kickin' Wing from Joe Dirt. And they look just alike, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They just just totally, alike. Like Yeah. If if I were if I didn't know that Mike Rotunda was his father, I would say that it was Chief J. Strongbow's kid instead. Mm. Because before he had that tan, I was like, man, he looks just like Adam Beach, who played Kick and Wing and Joe Dirt. Uh, yeah. But Bo Dallas is squashing fools, Alex. He is. He's he's wearing the same social outcast singlet. He's so he hasn't changed his gear in any way or his look. He's still coming. He's he's doing the 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 election sign gimmick, which seems to be a direct contradiction to his poetry slam slash jobber squash. Like I don't understand how all that stuff rolls together. Which is why I'm hoping maybe there's a hard reboot uh, of him of his look coming. Like something's going to happen. Maybe when Luke Harper comes back, they join forces and there's something new. You know, have them and Braun Strowman join together, and it's a new version of the Wyatt family that doesn't inquire, you know, swamp Billy mysticism. It's just three dudes who like beating up people. You know, that would be fine with me. But they got to do something with him because just having him come out midway through the second hour and squash a dude who looks like he's from one WCW Saturday Night that does that does nothing except eat up six minutes of runtime, and you don't have time to do that because you can't have tag matches between the guys who are going to win the pay-per-view. So also they didn't they didn't have time for this newfound tag team of Jinder Mahal and Titus O'Neil. Mhm. Oh, yeah. How dare they yeah. relegate this to superstars? How <laughs> dare they deny us the opportunity to see Titus O'Neil and Jinder Mahal go at it? When when they when they arbitrarily pair dudes together, I so want to see a deleted scene of how they got together, like over catering. Oh, yeah. Like Titus O'Neil gets the chicken curry, and Jim Hall's like, "Hey, me too." And did you ever see the breakup crying, angle? You know? The breakup angle they did with Rybaxel? No, I missed that. Oh my god, it was the greatest thing. Kay, did you ever see that? No, I did not. Oh my god, it was so awesome. They're backstage. And they just run into each other, and it's so cheesy. You have to watch it. They're just like, well, I guess we're going our separate ways, huh? And, and they, they had this really awkward, funny exchange where they're like, it's such an amicable split. And, oh, my God, it's so good. Ryback and Curtis Axel together could have been very funny. I don't think they could have been like a dominant tag team or anything like that, but they were really funny. I think, I think Ryback's an underrated hand. Like so, when, I don't like a lot of his promos and stuff, but I love the bully stuff. I, I don't know if he should be saying big guys are getting punished in WWE, but yep. yeah. I think maybe he wasn't he wasn't used to his fullest ability. But either way, speaking of Sheamus and Cesaro, match six of seven. After the first match, I was like, "Cool, maybe I'll like this. Maybe this will be okay." Because they beat the living shit out of each other every single time. Right now, I'm just like, "Okay, this doesn't matter. I know who's going to win. I know we're going to have their match at Night of Champions." Alex, you covered it. You've covered all of them except for the one in London, which I mean, you still kind of covered. Sure, yeah. But 
Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts on this and that whole situation. My, my thought was that if you're going to do a best of seven, you have to have them trade matches the entire way, because if you if you if it's it's wrestling, we all know it's predetermined. We we do. We're smart enough to realize that. So if you have Sheamus go up three nothing, you know for a fact Cesaro is going to win the next three matches before they have the finale on pay per view. They're, because they're not. They're not going to end it after five or six. It's just not going to happen. So if you had Sheamus win the first, Cesaro win the second, third, fourth, and then if they're if they're tied 3-3 because they've been close the whole time and you had both guys at full strength the whole time, not, re- not relying on a back, a phantom back injury to tell the story through all the matches, then I probably would be behind it. But at this point, I just want it to be over. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. Uh, are, is anything on the line for this, Alex? Did they, they announce? They, they said something way back when it started. A title opportunity. Well, you know what they need? They need is a unique opportunity. <laughs> Dario Cueto in this bitch. That would be good. Handing yeah. out some unique opportunities. Yeah. Kay, do you ever watch any Lucha Underground? No. You're missing out. Yeah. You're missing out. Some fun. Sometimes you're missing out. Yeah. Sometimes. 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 Is Sheamus versus Cesaro? Is that getting your blood pumping? Whether it be the sixth or seventh match. The sixth match. This match. Uh, for the whole, sh- raw, the raw show. I, I enjoyed it because um this particular show, you know, I'm I'm grabbing for straws. I'm looking for something good. And this time it was entertained. I, I liked Sheamus coming out. His entrance was good. His hair stood on point the whole match. And then <laughs> at, at the end, um, ah, I felt so bad because Cesaro kind of had this sloppy finish. And it kind of looked awkward when he did the uppercut. And then he went in and it was like, oh, I, feel, I felt so bad for him. But uh, the match was decent. I was entertained. I wasn't going to give it. It was up to a point where I'm like, oh, it's good. Four stars. And then I was like, oh, three. Four stars. I was, I was like, for the for this show. I'm salvaging what we have for Raw. This Raw was grading on a curve. Stars. This grading on a curve. This 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 Raw was garbage. I'm looking for anything to make it good. If you're eating if you're eating a bad if you're eating a bad pasta and all of a sudden you get this nice meatball, like oh you know what that pasta wasn't so bad. That that meatball <laughs> was good. So I'm gonna go. With that. I'm gonna take this meatball. It was good. Just that. I, I was it's like, like it's like I would liken this. Liking you giving this four stars to if you ate a dollar Michelina dinner out of the freezer of your local grocer yes. right after you were forced to eat a giant nugget of shit. Yes. Because yes. anything in comparison to that shit is going to be like four stars. Yes. <laughs> but, but I'll say this. I'll say this. These two are always pretty good in the ring together. That There's that. It's just we're not given any reason to care. Right. I, 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 would, I would not mind seeing these guys fight for something – that, that meaningful, but yeah. especially if there's, if the outcome isn't in doubt at this point with Seamus up three, two, we all knew Cesaro was going to win. So uh, how he got there really didn't matter to me. I want on, on, on Sunday, honestly, I would not be surprised if they gave it to Seamus. So either way, I will be surprised whoever, whoever wins. So that, that I'll be interested on Sunday, but I wasn't tonight. We have the cruiserweight introduction. This was a really mixed bag. TJ Perkins, the cruiserweight champion, was not on Raw. He was on the pre-show. That's weird to me. 
That's really weird. You had the Divas Revolution style forced authority figure saying, here are these guys. This is what they're good at. Hot diggity damn. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was really weird. They also announced that uh, there would be a fatal four-way match to determine a number one contender. Sure, cool with that. Uh, Graham Metalik, Cedric Alexander, Brian Kendrick, Rich Swan. This is going to be a lot of what you see in the cruiserweight division, you guys. You're going to see them eating a lot of time, and it's going to be a little bit different than when a Cesaro Sheamus has to eat a lot of time because they're going to do you – know, Sheamus and Cesaro can do some incredible things, like that Irish curse into a back – or the uh, Celtic cross into the backbreaker. Super cool stuff from Sheamus. Uh Cesaro does crazy feats of strength, but a lot of the times we've seen that. You'll see stuff out of the cruiserweights you may have not ever seen in WWE. I thought the match was fun, but I thought that the crowd was ready for it to end way before it ended. By the way, the ending was Brian Kendrick defeating Cedric Alexander. Kay, what did you think of the match? I I was excited to see this happen on Raw. I was thinking, wow, here we go. We have We have everybody on the Nitro set over over by the stage and now we have cruiserweights eating up lots of time just like nitro so we need mongo <laughs> so the one that's like the one thing they could find to make this show less consequential would be mongo yeah <laughs> mongo. so i thought that um swan rick swan and cedric alexander they carried this match uh grand yeah. metallic he was there but he'd pop in and get and corpse outside brian kendrick was there Corpse outside for the entire match, and then these guys are putting on some putting on a pretty good show. I was really impressed with Alexander. I was like, "Wow, this guy is!" I've never seen people, uh, people, animals, dolphins. I've never seen a guy do what Alexander did by doing that leap outside and landing on his feet like nothing. Not even like 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 an injury to his, his knee. You know, sometimes you can see somebody. Oh yeah, you just did it so seamlessly. I was I was really impressed. When he hit that, when he hit that, I tweeted, "Yeah, Cedric's gonna be fine." He got in great shape for his WWE yeah. run. He yeah. looked like just another guy in Ring of Honor. Not just another guy. I don't want to say that. But granted, he was in that shitty Veda Scott storyline. And all due respect to her, not the person I want to hear on the mic. Like it was real bad that stuff. He came to WWE and made an impression. Alex, what did you think of the way they were introduced? That was weird to me. It was bad. I mean, you had Mick Foley come out there and he was flubbing his lines. <laughs> he 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 did he didn't know whether he had said the cliche right, the size yeah. of the dog in the fight, fight of the dog. Like he was second guessing himself, <laughs> uh, and he kept saying things like, "I know these guys are small, but but don't be fooled. They're really good." And I was like, yeah. you don't need to say that. Like, this isn't 1994. These guys, like, just bring them out, have them do the things that they that they have been doing for, for since July, every Wednesday, and people will respect them. You don't have to, like, beg people sure. to respect them. It's, it's way easier than it was 20 years ago because yeah. a little thing called the UFC exists, yeah, yeah. and now there is no longer this facade – that roided up 300 pound people are the baddest dudes on the planet because outside of outside of uh, Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar over the past 10 years, there have been no big steroided out 265 to 300 pounders that 
have proven themselves to be the baddest dudes in the world. It's a guy like Conor McGregor who fights at 145 pounds or George St. Pierre at 170. That's just the way it is. And you know what? I'm excited to hear Alex and I tweeted this. I can't wait to hear dumb people say, oh, the cruiserweight style is so unrealistic and they have to sell. And I'll say to them, when the hell, if you're talking about realistic, when do you see MMA fighters sell? That's real. They don't sell. Also, that's unrealistic. I watch Anthony Pettis run off a damn cage and kick people in the face and then do somersault kicks. I watched Fabricio Verdum, who was 242 pounds and 39 years old, leap across the cage and land a flying kick to the face to open up a match. There's nothing unrealistic about it. It's it's another facet of a variety show of entertainment. And that's what I like. Are you excited, Kay, to see what the Cruiserweights will add at least? Yes, even though I, I kind of think it belongs on SmackDown. That's kind of that thing. But well, it traditionally was on there, so that's that's understandable. Yeah. But, but yeah. Raw does have a lot of they have a lot of time to chew up on on Raw though. Yes, plenty apparently. <laughs> so the, Brian Kendrick won, and this is purely me speculating. Although I am, I'm definitely going to ask around. I would imagine that Vince McMahon said, "Well, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's the guy I'm going with." Well, I mean, that, also I mean, he was like, really the only heel in the match, too. Right. He was he was he was working heel the entire match. He worked heel through the entire tournament. Uh, he's really the only heel they had coming out of the tournament. There are a lot of guys they have that are signed to Raw now that you can turn heel and make wrestle heel that would totally work. I think Jack Gallagher as a as a as a cocky sure. heel would be great. Uh, but but he, I think it's a really great thing to 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 bring in people who may not be used to this kind of indie type wrestling to see TJP as this. You know, well, it would have been nice if you had actually introduced your champion on Raw, but uh, since they didn't do that. You have him be your baby face and have Kendrick, who really was just entirely opportunistic in this match, like hanging out outside, running in, trying to get like quick covers on stuff. He uh, and he took advantage of, uh, you know, of everybody being on the outside and, and putting his uh, what they call now the, the captain's hook, the bully choke on uh, on Alexander for the win. I, uh, I liked how everybody kind of worked different styles of stuff. And as far as the. Um, selling goes uh there were some i mean maybe not like cumulative but in the moment cedric alexander sold oh, some yeah. stuff tonight really well a couple of shots from rich swan that looked like they just killed him and you know i mean i think that we, these guys are going to get over because they all know how to do that it's it's going to be pretty cool over the next few weeks to see what happens my two minor complaints about the match like i said they, they had to chew up time they had to chew up a lot of time but the crowd was ready for it to end earlier. They don't have that luxury to end when they want. Also, would have had Kendrick beat probably Rich Swan. Yeah. I mean, just because now, now relative to Monday Night Raw means jack shit. It really doesn't. So what Cedric Alexander looked like and him looking like a star at full sail means nothing on Raw. But he did have a little bit of momentum among those people. Uh, who all? So, so Kay, you mentioned. Uh, that Cedric and Rich Swan really carried the match. Oh, what did you think of Kendrick at age, I think, 37? Do you, do you think he's still got it? K, 
Kendrick at age 37. Isn't that weird to think That's, and weird to say? And his last, when he, when he got his uh, termination was July 2009. So he was like 600 X amount of days. No, he's he thought it was over. A hell of a lot more than six hundred. Yeah, it's like that'd no, be a year and a half ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I think he said two thousand six hundred, but yeah. That's it. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Two thousand six hundred something. He's days. a former interim WWE champion. That's right. That's right. And he was also named Spanky, if I remember correctly. Um Hell of a name. Hell of a name. Yeah, so I I do like it. I, I actually I'm really excited to see where he's gonna go with this. I want to see what happens when he faces TJ Perkins at Night of Champions. Um, I think that they're choosing correctly because we want to see Swan and Metallic and Alexander build. I, I don't. You can't throw them in and get the title quick. I, I want to see them build. I want to see where they go. Uh, so I, I, I want to see. I want to see Kendrick um, really take it. Age thirty-seven. Clearly political. It was a political. Like yeah, yeah. Let's put him in the title sh- title shot. Well, I think it's I think it's just the guy that Vince was familiar with. That, yes. That's my assumption. I, I agree with that one, yeah. Alex, we had this main event, and I didn't think it was as good as last week's. Nope. Like, not even close. No. They, Although I did want Roman Reigns to lift up Kevin Owens and dart him into the cage so they could call it the Roman Candle. Nice. Oh! oh. I was ready for it. I was ready yeah. for it. That's good. Uh, I you seem so entertained by that, Alex. <laughs> you mean to tell me that that wasn't that's not going to make it into your your uh, raw and cooked reaction? It, it may indeed. If you don't Photoshop him shooting a Roman candle <laughs> into something, yeah. then what are we even doing with this website? I don't even know. Uh, I thought that the match was not as good as last week because they they used the cage as a crutch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the thing about it is that if this match was, like, if they had had a series of matches that that were all inconclusive or there was a lot of run-ins or it was, like, the, the fourth time they had fought at, at pay-per-views this year and they wanted to add a steel cage to it and it was really for something, fine. All that cage stuff adds to it because they've already been beating each other up for months or whatever. In this one, it was just, like, these two guys who were fighting in a cage for no reason. You know, just banging people's head off a chain link for no reason doesn't do anything for me. Like, if, if the title There's was on the line... There's a reason to bang somebody's head off a chain link. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Or at least I felt that way after last week's Friday podcast. <laughs> By the way, guys, if you all missed it, myself and Showdown Joe did a, did a show on Sunday afternoon at noon talking about uh, the Triple G fight, or not the Triple G fight, the Canelo fight, as well as UFC fight night. Uh, Joe will be gone this Saturday. He is in Japan covering Ryzen. So I guess I'm going solo. Maybe I can get some of my, my fight teammates to, to cover this UFC show with me. Lots of, lots of stuff to talk about there. But me and Joe may or may not be in our regularly scheduled time slot on Wednesday because, like I said, he will be in Japan. But I know that he won't be here Saturday. But he is going to write a feature uh, about his experience in Japan at Ryzen. So, yeah, definitely stay on the lookout for that. Register at Fightful.com, absolutely free to check that out. There was a bit of a tease here at the end. Seth Rollins coming to the aid of Roman Reigns. Kay, you've got Reigns and Rollins on Raw. 
Ambrose on SmackDown. What's the point of this? I have no idea. I think I just want to touch on this whole cage thing. The whole match was pointless. Again, it was it was like pretty much Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. The whole ma- the whole movie could have still carried on without him. <laughs> so this this Rollins part, this whole cage thing was a setup for just Rollins to come in and do this run in. Um, the only spectacle uh, spe- spectacle of the of the part was when he jumped off the top of the cage onto both Rusev and Owens, and that was it. Then we we go to, we cut the credits, and that's the mo- that's all thing. Um, this I don't think he's there to save to save Roman. It has nothing. It doesn't make any sense of him saving Roman. He's trying maybe he's just trying to stick it to Stephanie and and do his uh I'm gonna go against the authority now and uh, you guys are against me and if whoever you like I'm gonna be against you. I, that's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would say all of that makes perfect sense. Uh, which is why it doesn't make sense for it to be <laughs> raw. Because, I mean, here's the thing. What, what actually makes sense is for Rollins to just sit in the back and watch this on a monitor if he doesn't care about Roman. I mean, because he's got a match this this Saturday, this Sunday, uh, 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 Clash of Champions. So he should just wait and fight Owens then. Like, he already settled things between him and Rusev. He jumped off the, the thing. He got the better of him by cross-bodying him off of the uh, announce table to the floor. That's it. That's done. Move on. Owens, he can settle this thing at class champions. There's no reason for him to run in unless he's saving Roman. But by not having them interact, it's kind of like, oh, well, then why did he do this to begin with? The whole thing was pointless. My favorite little little thing, I don't know if anybody caught this, but as they were try, both trying to get out of the, of the, of the cage for the finish, uh, Owens had to sell that he was too fat to get through the door in <laughs> order for Roman to get to jump off the cage in time to win the match because he was so near the door so much earlier than Roman was over the over the uh, edge that he just was like I can't get through it was, it was like poo trying to get into the uh, to Rabbit's house if you remember the old Disney movie but like it was, it was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> I, I this whole show was pretty bad, pretty bad. <laughs> like, which is the which exception is of a couple like, of there bright are, moments legitimately really interesting matches that i am interested in at class of champions but i'm not interested in them now because you've told me not to be because of how you've done the, the how you booked the go home show like i really don't i mean i, I you know like i i i want to see owens versus rollins but after this, after tonight, like right now, I don't. I will by Sunday. But right now, you've kind of beaten that out of me. I wish that we could have a show where we glow over Raw like we did Backlash. Wouldn't that be nice? Like where are we going? Because every Raw, I'm not expecting anything special, just like Backlash. And Backlash really delivered. So uh, I'm going to get into this, this Clash of Champions card. But uh, first off, I want to give you all a couple of the headlines from – Fightful.com, boxing, Roy Jones Jr. considering retirement after suffering a torn bicep in his last fight. Canelo Alvarez suffers a broken thumb. Uh, He's going to be out for the rest of the year. You can see our full report of Canelo versus Smith, all kinds of stuff there. We're really adding to our boxing section, so go check that out as well. Lots of MMA news, obviously, the fallout of Chael Sonnen signing with Bellator. Cyborg says she needs to cut over 20 pounds still. For this Friday, Dana White says there are no new women's divisions coming to the UFC, but then says maybe 125 pounds. 
Legacy Fighting and uh, Resurrection Fighting Alliance merge into one promotion as uh, the Legacy owner is going to be the new matchmaker in the UFC uh, starting in 2017. Duke Rufus says that uh, many MMA promoters are interested in CM Punk. No surprise there. Alan Juban says that he wants to fight the big show, and we have several fights added to uh, to the schedule. Uh, we do have our events page up and running. We're working on sorting those a little bit better, but our boy Alex has been manning those. Not the biggest MMA fan is Alex, but he's still doing a good job. So we cover every single event, guys. I'm talking MMA, pro wrestling, major boxing fights. We're, we're really stepping up that boxing coverage because you all demanded it. But uh, we have more live viewing parties than any website, period. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Cruiserweight Classic, if it comes back. Lucha Underground, uh, TNA. We do Ring of Honor and New Japan coverage. We do pay-per-view coverage. Also, Invicta, UFC, Bellator, AFC. I didn't know what the hell AFC was until David Tease covered it on Saturday. I, I, I went on the site that I manage, the site that I have to approve what content goes up and down, and I see AFC viewing party. And I said, what the hell is this? And I was like, I'll be damned. That David Tease is at it again, covering everything in sight. A machine, that man. A machine. Very fortunate to have him. Also, Alex, tell these people a little bit about your reaction pieces that you do throughout the week. Yeah, uh, I do, um, I do. like I say, uh, live coverage of Raw and live coverage of Lucha Underground. Then uh, I also do these reaction pieces uh, come out the day after or two days after, uh, which are um, Raw – the uncooked raw reaction and the SmackDown react down. And then I have the midweek wrestling wrap up, which consists of NXT uh, Lucha underground and TNA. And that'll be out sometime before the weekend. So I try and get those out uh, to you so you can hear, you know, what happened, why, and why you should care. Fantastic stuff too. Like really entertaining stuff. As I've said many times on these podcasts, you can get a recap anywhere. But you can only get Alex's at Fightful.com, and that's what we strive to do. We bring you all the news, every bit of news, pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing. Uh, we condense the ones, the, the smaller stories that don't mandate their own into our fight size wrestling updates because we know what it's like when you're clicking every single thing. It's not that fun. It's not fun. Either way, here's this card for uh, Clash of Champions. We have Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins, Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Rusev, United States Championship. Charlotte defends against Sasha Banks and Bayley, Raw Women's Championship. The Tag Team Championship, New Day versus Gallows and Anderson. Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho. I'm assuming Enzo and Cass versus Shining Stars and Cesaro versus Sheamus to be added. As well as TJ Perkins defending against Brian Kendrick. Kay, what stands out to you the most? What two matches are you most looking forward to after this Raw? Or just in general, maybe you were looking forward to him going into this show. But either way, what are your top two matches on this program? My top two matches are... Mia Jax versus Alicia Fox on the pre-show! <laughs> Is that happening? Yes, Is that happening? announced that tonight. That? Yeah. The- you know what? I'm pretty damn excited for that, too, because I love Alicia Fox. Yeah, that's, that's going to be – the pre-show is must-see viewing now. I want it. I want it because Alicia Fox is crazy. Yeah. 
certified. What's your other one? What's your other one? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I think is that a bongo? Uh, yes, it is a bongo. I have my bongo right here. Didn't didn't Mongo have a bongo? <laughs> or they called? Or no, they sat something there and called it bongo. Probably, probably. This has turned into the the nitro like <laughs> revisited show. Uh, I want to see Chris Jericho. I want to see that match. Jericho versus Sami Zayn. Uh, it's gonna be. It might be the sleeper match of the of the night. I think it could be really good. Alex, how about yourself? Um, I'm I've been wanting to see Owens versus Rollins in a real, you know, a real match with stuff on the line for a while. I think this may be where Rollins goes full babyface. Uh, maybe he, you know, I mean, if if Triple H comes out, costs him the match. I think that's gonna be something that might happen as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because those two guys can really go. Uh, and then, I mean, it was something I didn't think we were going to get this early, but I'm super down for Charlotte versus Sasha versus Bailey. That I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm down for that. You know how competitive these three women are. Yeah. What has SmackDown? Their women's division like went from us saying, "Man, this is really thin." To me, sarcastically, but not so sarcastically, saying last week that the SmackDown women's division is the new SmackDown six because those women have torn it up. They, they've just destroyed expectations. Like they, they've played to their strengths, hidden their weaknesses. And I know that Charlotte, Sasha Banks and Bailey are so competitive that they, they want to one up what their SmackDown counterparts. Um, otherwise I am. I, I think that Roman Reigns and Rusev don't want to be like, I don't think they want to go like under the radar because they had a real good match on Raw. Mm-hmm. And I think they can have another real good match. So I'm looking forward to that because Rusev's one of my favorite performers. I think Roman Reigns is an incredibly underrated performer. Did you catch Rusev's Rocky Four nod earlier in the evening tonight? Yeah. <laughs> go! Like that was the best thing that he's done in a while. I was happy about that. That was nice. Kay, any parting words before we leave the people tonight? Um, keep the hope alive. Rod's going to get better. It can't, it can't get worse. It just can't. So, uh, yes. Um, yeah, well, thanks for having me with join you guys and give my two cents and my bongo. And your plastics over that mattress back there to make sure nobody gets any blood on anything. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Very Dexter. Very Dexter. Exactly. <laughs> uh, always glad to have new faces on the show. You all might see some more new faces here and there. We're going we're gonna to have a few people revolving in and out. As you all know, I, I figured I'd address this. Rob is not on the show. He had some other commitments and things of that nature, but uh, still on very good terms. Hopefully, uh, we can have him guest on shows here and there. And he's going to eat a hat. He's going to eat a hat. CM Punk fought, so he's going to have to eat the hat. It won't be on Fightful, but uh, we will direct you there. Also, we have a Shake Them Ropes uh, co-host, Jeff Hawkins, still on Tuesdays, which you all can check out right after SmackDown. Alex, anything to tell the people before we go? You're, you're covering Night of – or not Night of Champions, Clash of Champions this Sunday, correct? I am. I'm covering Clash of Champions, and I'll be on the post-show podcast after that. Uh, Damn. Yeah, you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter 
at Palowski the fourth. That's P A W L O W S K I T H E, the numeral four T H. Guys, follow us at Fightful Online on Twitter and Facebook. That way, you get all of our stories. Share them on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook groups really helps too because a lot of people see that. The more traffic we get, the more uh, more exclusives we can bring you, the more new podcasts we can bring you, the more new faces we can bring you, things of that nature. Very young website, just two and a half months in, and we're doing pretty well so far. It's really exceeded expectations for me, and I had pretty high expectations. But uh, fortunately, we have a really great team, and like I said, guys, more viewing parties than anybody else. We have great analysis from people inside the business we have sources that keep us connected to UFC. I mean, literally, our, just people on our staff are connected to Evolve, PWG, Titan FC, Ryzen, Rocky Mountain Pro, things of that nature. So we have it covered from the big promotions, WWE and UFC, all the way down to indie and regional promotions. I want to thank you guys so much. Please let people know about Fightful.com and the Fightful.com podcast. Until tomorrow night after SmackDown, guys, we are out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.